Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's 106 in Edmonton, 206 Central Time in Dallas. Hang on, everybody there. In Edmonton, weather-wise, battle your way through it. Orders now brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. Brendan Escott's back in the studio in Edmonton. Brendan, were you helping people shovel out this morning? <laughs> uh, no, my apartment complex does a pretty good job dealing with that, but I'm going to need some help shoveling out of the parking lot when I go to leave here today, that's for sure. Yeah, I always, uh, you know what, as I'm sitting in, I'm looking outside right now, and I'm on the, the fifth floor of the hotel, as you know, and I can look down, and the pool's there, and it's about 19 degrees, and I just, I always have empathy back at Edmonton Battle, and you know, because I, I don't like the fact that my wife has to shovel the locks in the house, so uh, it's uh, it's a tough one, yeah, we'll get through it, and uh, orders in Dallas tonight. Uh, we'll fly immediately following the game into St. Louis Wednesday night and then back into Edmonton where they've got Minnesota and Calgary on Friday and Sunday. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. And you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. Heartland Ford's one of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. We are on Twitter at orders now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. The Oilers and the Dallas Stars. Good Connor McDavid and Ryan Spooner did not take uh, the morning skate today. Uh, both players were down around uh, uh, practice today. Uh, McDavid uh, has been a little under the weather of late. I'm not quite sure what's up with Spooner. We heard from Ken Hitchcock. The hope is both of them could play. Uh, if they do play, it'll be McDavid with Chase on and Dreisaitl. 
Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Drake Julian, yes, Puliarvi, Kyle Brodzak with Milan Lucic and Zach Cassian, and Ryan Spooner with Jujar Kara and Ty Ratty. By the way, I thought Ratty had an effective game Saturday against Vegas. Kara has not scored in 39 games. Milan Lucic has got uh, two goals now in his last 72 games. Up front, Clefbaum with Larson, Nurse with Russell, Kevin Gravel with uh, Matt Benning on defense, and then Miko Koskinen will start in goal. He's 8-2-1 and one with a 2.15 goals against average of 9.28 save percentage. Um, Andre Secker obviously still out with a torn Achilles. I, I think we're looking at a January return for Secker in the Oilers lineup. Uh, Tobias Reeder out with an upper body challenge. Uh, Chris Weidman is on the trip. Uh, along with Jason Garrison, the Oilers hopes uh, having two extra defensemen here. We'll m- mention as well that uh, Patrick Russell was recalled yesterday uh, because of some immigration uh, issues uh, for Valentin Zikov. Zikov. I know it says Zikov on the NHL pronunciation chart, but the Carolina Hurricanes broadcasters have been referring to him as Zikov for the last uh, couple seasons. Uh, this is a player who, uh, back in 12-13, actually beat Connor McDavid out for the CHL Rookie of the Year after having a 40-goal season. He was select, uh, selected in the second round by L.A., actually with the Oilers pick, 37th overall, had a 33-goal season last year with Charlotte, and in 25 NHL games has four goals and uh, 11 points. So Zikov, I think we'll probably see him in the lineup at some stage, maybe against Minnesota or Calgary. Every body can shoot the pill. Just a couple updates. Uh, you know, the Oilers obviously have got two unrestricted free agent goaltenders. Koskinen's played very well. That's changed the complexion of things, I think, a bit here. We'll see whether or not he continues down that path with the start in Dallas tonight. Um one of the questions is, do the Oilers need to trade for a right-shot power play quarterback? Evan Bouchard, five goals, 15 points, and 11 games plus 20. Uh, he's going to be with Team Canada for sure. That's a given. I expect Evan Bouchard on the Oilers team next year full-time. Then there's three other guys, that are, you know, two of whom are right shots. Joel Persson is... Uh, playing over for Vaho in the Swedish Elite League. He's got three goals and 15 points in 22 games. There is a distinct possibility he could be here at the end of the season if his team in the uh, Swedish Elite League gets knocked out early. So we might see him late in the year. Ethan Bear, five assists in 13 games, plus seven on the farm. And then there's Caleb Jones, who's playing on the right side, and he's got 12 points in 18 games and plus four. So the Oilers do have some guys that can move it a bit, and maybe there's not quite the need to address that. Um, I wonder whether or not they're not done in terms of adding up front. And uh, But they've got some right-shot guys coming, and, of course, they've also got the aforementioned Sekra coming back. For the Dallas Stars who have got uh, eight first-round picks in the lineup. Uh, Hansel's still out for them. They don't have Klingberg. They don't have Johns. They don't have Mathot. They don't have Carrick. Now, in fairness, at this stage, Johns and Mathot are both really third-pairing guys. Carrick can give you a little bit of offense from the back end as well. But Klingberg's a huge loss. Martin Hansel, when he returns from his back injury, he's going to change the complexion of the makeup of what Dallas is going to do here because he's a heavy presence down the middle. And I wonder if something has to give with the Dallas Stars. I wonder if they trade one of their centers. Either, you know, I don't, would they trade a Faxo? Would they trade a Yamark? I'm not sure. Up front, Tyler Sagan with uh, Jamie Benn. 
Ryan and Alex Radulov when they load up that top line. Those guys were terrific last year. 79, 78, and 72 points respectively. Spezza with Hintz and Shore. Faxa with Jamel Smith and Pitlick. And then uh, it was supposed to be Dickinson with Yanmark and Como, but Blake Pomo, Como's wife has gone into labor. So Valerie Nachushkin, who's been scratched, he hasn't scored a goal this year in 24 games, is back in. He was the 10th overall pick in the 2013 draft. Uh, and then uh, on defense, Essa Lindell with Miro Heiskinen, who's a talented young puck-moving right-shot D-man. Gavin Bayreuther with Roman Polak, Joel Hanley with Taylor Fadoon, Ben Bishop with Anton Hudobin, and it'll be Hudobin who starts in goal. Uh, we will hear from Taylor Fadoon, but right now we're going to get to uh, the dads are on the trip for the games in Dallas and St. Louis. And a guy that played in the National Hockey League, he's a member of the Oilers alumni, he's a proud Northern Albertan. Uh, let's get to a conversation with uh, the father of Matthew Benning, former NHL defenseman, Brian Benning. Brian is a, uh, a former player and uh, a father on a father's trip. Uh, how cool has this been for the group of dads to be a part of? Dads are real excited, you know, and I, I think the kids uh, are happy to see and show what they do, right? And so uh, the, everybody just sees it 7.30 to 10 o'clock at night, but you got to see the travel, you got to see everything else that goes with it. So uh, we're all excited. You've, uh, you guys had a, you know, a, a dinner prior to, uh, to the game last night, and I'm sure there was a little bit of storytelling. Like any team, are there certain personalities that, are there certain leaders already that are identified with the group and that sort of thing? Well, I think so. It's I think some of the uh, personalities come out and uh, those abilities to uh, gather the group or to talk about it and, and, and be a part of the team, uh, it's out there. It always pops out. We're joined by a former Oiler, longtime NHLer, uh, father of Matt Benning, Brian Benning. Brian, uh, it wasn't just uh, fathers of the players. There's also fathers and uh, of coaches, and uh, and there's there's uncles and there's uh, brothers, and uh, the, the trainers have their their dads here as well. And and in that situation, is there is it a little bit incumbent upon the dads of the actual players to make sure you're inclusive with those guys as well? Absolutely, everybody's a part of it. Uh, you know, it's important for us to include everyone, and uh, you know, people are a little bit. You know, cautious, whatever. But uh, you know, but even there's a billet. Uh, one uh, is a a billet from juniors, right? So opportunities are there for everyone. And uh, so, but yeah, it's 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 nice to see that and know where people are from, right? So I'm getting a lot of inside scoops. There we go. Well, it's interesting because obviously uh, your dad, uh, you know, was scout for the Canadians for all those years. He was a hockey man, and I'm sure, uh, you know, it, hey, when we're when we're seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Years old, you're looking up in the stands because you want to make sure that you perform uh, well on the ice in front of your dad, and, I, and that's where I'm going to go next here. I mean, uh, you guys, I would assume most of the guys were all at the game Saturday night against Vegas, and obviously flew to, uh, yesterday uh, into Dallas here. But 
the, the players get ratcheted up in terms of the intensity, don't they, in this situation? Because the last thing you want to do is have a horse crap performance and have to listen to your dad on the plane as we fly to St. Louis. It's the old dreaded uh, car ride home, right? So the efforts are all there, and and everybody's giving her their best. You know, in general, though, all hockey players want to do good. Uh, I don't know any sports guy that doesn't, so they're trying their best. But sometimes, how do you get that out? And what does work harder mean to every individual out there, right? So uh, everybody as a hockey player has got to figure out how to contribute. And, uh, you know, hockey players are proud, parents are proud, and anybody uh, involved is is happy. Now, was this sort of thing done when you played? No, we didn't do this. Uh, it would have been great for us. Uh, you know, this is my second trip. We did it two years ago. And, uh, you know, the moms are giving, the wife's giving me a hard time about how come the moms don't get to go. So maybe they'll get a chance in the future and uh, see how that goes. But, uh, you know, I know Brother Jim in Vancouver. He's uh, They've done, you know, these types of trips. And I think it's good to uh, maybe there's a lot of stress and pressure in this game. So maybe it relieves a little bit. We're joined by a former NHLer, father of Matthew Benning, Brian Benning, Bob Stoffer with you on uh, Oilers. Now, you mentioned all those connections through your family. Uh, we talked a little about this at an event for the launch of uh, Grit and Glory, the Oilers' 40th anniversary book. But you had pressure coming up. I mean, I played against you. You were obviously, you, you know, you and Manny uh, Viveros were on a little bit different stratosphere. But, uh, I mean, you had a couple brothers that were pretty good players. And uh, that helps along the way in terms of driving the competitive juices, doesn't it? It's competitive. Uh, you know, Brother Jim was, I think, fourth overall in the NHL draft. Brother Mark went to Harvard. So now it's time for me to make my path. And, uh, you know, uh, how to, that's a tough act to follow. So, uh, but, you know, things were competitive in the basement and out on the, on the uh, hockey arena. And, and we did a lot of community uh, uh, after school stuff at the community rink. And, uh, you know, you're always trying to keep up to the big brothers. Now, let me ask you this. A lot of the dads are from out of town. You're basically an Edmonton guy. And uh, there's ups and downs over the course of the last year and a half. I mean, I think Matt maybe exceeded expectations in his first year. He spent only a couple games in the minors the entire year and, and was a needed player by the time he got into the second round of the playoffs. Because uh, uh, if I recall correctly, he didn't start the playoffs. I don't think he played. He got into uh, very quickly and was the mainstay in the lineup. Is part of your counseling with your son that, you know, life is not one continuous upward trajectory, that there are going to be some hurdles along the way that, uh, are, you know, are going to, uh, uh, you're going to have to be able to ride? Absolutely. Uh, especially hockey, right? There's ups and downs in it. Um, I think the biggest thing that we've always tried to say is how do you contribute to your team? It doesn't matter if it's peewee or pro. Uh, you got to figure out how to contribute. And uh, being solid defensively, the coach uh, has to trust you. And, uh, you know, and then sometimes it's, you know, it's dealing with pressures. And uh, a lot of times I find hockey players try to do too much and it works against them. So, you know, you got to find that zone where you're free-flowing, you're making it happen. And uh, and that's dealing with pressures and situations and, you uh, you know, you got to prove to the coach every day that you're the hardest working guy out there. You have assets that they need, and you got to show them. That is uh, Brian Benning. And for those of you that maybe grew up watching Brian Benning, uh, he had seven 30-plus point seasons in the, in the NHL. Uh, his first year with St. Louis, he was up around 13 goals, and I think he had 49 or 50 points. He could move it from the back end, but he was tough for a guy that was sort of a middleweight in the league. Like, he uh, boxed with 
I did some training with Daryl Duke back in the day, and he was a guy that punched above his uh, weight class. The What I consider to be one of the great moments in Oilers history was February 28th, uh, 1990, and that's because... You know, I, I'm geared that way, but it was one of the most it's the most highly penalized game in Oilers history. Ryan Benning was playing for the Kings in that game. I mean, that was a nasty hockey game. There was some ugly stuff, and it helped galvanize and bring the Edmonton Oilers together. But Brian Benning had an edge to him. And uh, Almar Benning, his father, longtime scout for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Jim Benning, obviously the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, Matt Benning in the Oilers' third pairing. Matt Benning... Taylor Fadoon, both playing tonight, both former Spruce Grove Saints out of the Alberta Junior Hockey League, who I believe at that time were owned by Drew Shamelhorn uh, with Elite. Uh, by the way, speaking of a quick AJHL update, uh, we, we hit on uh, the NHL, the American Hockey League, and um, the Western Hockey League. Uh, Brennan Escott does some work with the Sure Park Crusaders every three or four days. I like to get a bit of an update on the AJ. What's happening uh, in that league, Brennan? Well, they uh, they named the World Junior E Challenge Selection Camp rosters, so the guys are heading off to that this week. And when I hosted last Monday, uh, I listed off quite a few of the players from the surrounding Edmonton area who are going to be competing for a spot on uh, Team Canada West. Uh, other Benning kid, Michael Benning, who's down with the Crusaders right now, was named to that, as was St. Albert's Carter Savoy, Garrett Clegg. So they're off there, uh, I believe, tomorrow they leave to go try out for that, and quite a few of the Spruce Grove Saints as well. Uh, sorry, Michael Benning's the youngest of uh, Brian's son. Well, he's the younger of the two boys, right? Correct, yeah. He has already committed to Denver when Jim Montgomery was the head coach. Jim Montgomery coached Matthew Benning in the USHL before heading to uh, Denver University where he won a national championship a couple of years ago. It is 121. When we come back, Jack Michaels in conversation with Taylor Fadoon of the Dallas Stars. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. It is 124 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. This is Oilers Now, the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars, and a guy now on his fourth NHL team, Taylor Fadoon, out of Edmonton, as we mentioned, played for the Spruce Grove Saints, played at Princeton, uh, is suiting up tonight for the Dallas Stars. Jack Michaels caught in conversation with him. It's actually incredible, like the, the difference a month makes. You know, I went from we had a lot of bodies in, in Buffalo and in Rochester, and you know, with having a certain number of veteran guys, you can only dress so many, and then the young guys got to play because it's a development league. So, you know, there was there was games where I was in the press box watching, and. Uh, you know, those are tough moments when, you know, you, you feel, you tell yourself that, you you know, you can still play in this league and then you're, you're faced with a situation like that. It it just goes to show, I think, how, how many players there are out there that just need the right opportunity. And for me, it, it came in the form of a trade to, to come here. It got a couple games in, in in Austin and really felt like, you know, I was having fun again, getting out there, getting in a lot of situations. And then with the, with the way things are going here, we got so many guys on the IR on the back end it was an opportunity for me to come in and, and like
like it, there's, they're, they're not expecting huge things from me, but you know, playing on that third pair to just be responsible out there and, and move pucks into the forwards' hands, I think that's something that you know I can be effective at, and I'm just trying to keep rolling with it here. Were you then pretty excited about the trade in terms of not necessarily knowing the injury situation, but at least a fresh start? I had very, very mixed emotions on it, and, and to explain that one, I, on the hockey side of it, I was incredibly excited because I knew that this this was an opportunity that you know could be huge for my career because like I said sitting sitting out some games in the American League you, you start to wonder you know what life after hockey is going to be like because it's I mean it's it's tough when you're when you're not when you're not in those games and you feel like you should be you're wondering you know what else you're missing out on in life but the, so yeah the hockey side of things I was very very excited about it just the, the tough part was that we had kind of put down roots a little bit my wife's in school at the University of Rochester so I knew you know, moving kind of halfway across the country was going to be tough to be away from her. The first year of marriage didn't expect to be doing six months of long distance, so that side of things was tough. But the, the Stars organization has been exceptional about that first couple weeks, making sure that we got the time that we needed to to sort everything out, and they've been really helpful so that we were able to take care of things away from the rink, so that when I'm here, I can focus on what's important. And then, how do you look at it now? I mean, it's an opportunity where even when everyone comes back, I would imagine you're trying to make the kind of impression that says, hey, at least you know, keep me around as an option. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've been in similar situations to this enough that I know it's there's really no use looking past the next game. And I know that kind of sounds cliche, but honestly, at any things change so quickly. Like, look at my situation, how quickly it changed. So, I mean, at this point, all I can really do is, is take it one game at a time and, and go from there and try and make as much of a positive impact while I'm here as I can. That is Tanner Fadoon in conversation with Jack Michael, still the common orders now. We will uh, be hearing from Darnell Nurse along with Todd Nelson, who is an assistant coach with uh, Dallas. This text comes in on our Heartland Ford text line. Stan says, Bob, you had a texter say that Nathan McKinnon was better than Connor McDavid. Bob, please tell, please tell this person he doesn't have to smoke weed just because it's legal. Just say no. That one comes to us from Stan, who's referencing, of course, the uh, Ronald Reagan campaign from back in the day. And guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside and Sherwood Park. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodouin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.